0: Shana Tova, it's good to see you. It's good to be seen as well. As we gather here virtually or in person, praying this new year that COVID and its vicious Delta variant is waning, I find even more meaning in a meditation we read each week in our Shabbat prayer book, our Siddur. It states this, this is an hour of change. Within it, we stand uncertain at the border of light. Shall we draw back or cross over? Where shall our hearts turn? Shall we draw back, my brother, my sister, or cross over? In his song, Meet Me in the Morning, Bob Dylan echoed a psalm when he sang, they say the darkest hour is right before the dawn. Well, this past year, we've experienced some dark hours as we stayed locked down in our homes during COVID, worried for each other and our loved ones, wondering about the economic viability of our businesses and our own lives. Whereas we witnessed attacks against people of color, Asian Americans of every faith, afraid to go outside, even in our fair city. Ongoing racism and abasement against black Americans, rising anti-Semitism, and increased gun violence, across the country. Our downtowns were darkened, our shops bordered up, and our own faith in the American dream nearly shattered as the capital of this golden medina was stormed by a mob falsely claiming that an election was stolen, putting this great political experiment at such risk. And then on top of it, false news about what might save us, as people you might even know refuse the vaccines. Who would believe that this country, a beacon of such light, would be enveloped in such darkness? And what about us, we Jews, so comfortable as Americans, so confident as our adherents, reached such great heights in politics and media and the business world. Some of us suddenly felt like, if we could, wrapping ourselves in invisibility cloaks, that we might hide from the scourge of anti-Semitism that's raised its ugly head in unexpected ways. Encouraged by anger over the most recent Israel-Gaza conflict, Anti-Semites tried to shut down Jewish life on college campuses. Children in our local schools were blamed for something they had nothing to, and no control over, happening thousands of miles away. Chabad of Noe Valley was defaced, and other attacks were attempted but fortunately prevented. Did you see it that some of the invaders of the Capitol on January 6 What were they wearing? T-shirts that celebrated Auschwitz. In times like this, when I think about the covenant God made with our people, I sometimes wonder if we might ask if we might be able to exchange it, oh divine, with the one you made with the Norwegians. And yet I have hope, Tikva. It's a liminal moment in which we find ourselves this year. The psalm Dylan was referring to was Psalm 30. We weep through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Perhaps the darkest hour is before the dawn. We may have good reason for trepidation. Shall we cross over or hold back? But I hope. Inspired by the values, we embrace this holiday by Jewish pride it engenders. We, as lovers of Torah, of justice, of truth, will bravely stand up against the nihilism, the ignorance, and the hatred that's insinuating itself into American culture. And not just walk ourselves, but lead others as well towards a better future. The future of vision that's held in our sacred texts. Now, I know it takes courage to cross over and embrace a path that runs against the norm. In Jewish tradition, we have many examples of this because Judaism was never interested in the norm. But always interested in the pursuit of the good and seeing each person bring the holy forward and represent that which we call God, that cannot be seen but is seen, but is seen in each of you. There's Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush, heeding the call to leave his comfort and go challenge Pharaoh. There's that moment at the Sea of Reeds where our people had to find the courage to wade into unknown waters and walk towards freedom. But to me, one of the greatest examples comes from the Book of Ruth, because it's a story that we can relate to because it's about an everywoman. This Ruth, who was a Moabite, married into a Jewish family, when that family had fled the famine in Israel, and they found sustenance in the land of Moab, which was actually kind of enemy territory. But the Moabites took them in, and their sons married Moabite women. Tragedy strikes all the men in the story. The father and sons died, leaving behind this seemingly powerless matriarch, Naomi, and her two Moabite daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. Naomi gets word that the famine is over in Israel, and she decides that she'll go back, heartbreakingly returning, impoverished as she was, to the Promised Land, and maybe find some comfort there. Dutifully, Ruth and Orpah follow her to the border. And she stops and turns and looks into their eyes, and she declares to them, No, turn back. Go to your mother's houses. Why should you go with me? My lot is bitter. I have nothing for you. And so Orpah does what was reasonable. She kisses and hugs Naomi, and she turns to go back to her family home in Moab. But for Ruth, she realizes this is her liminal moment. Will she draw back or cross over? And then she replies, as she looks into Naomi's eyes, do not urge me to leave you. For whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, thy God my God." There, in Naomi's darkest moment, Ruth declares, it's time to look to the dawn. She steps towards hope and leads Naomi forward. And in so doing, she brings renewal not just to Naomi, but to the entire Jewish people. Because the tradition teaches us that this Ruth, who ends up gleaning the fields in the land of Israel, as the poorest of the poor to feed Naomi, she eventually becomes the great-grandmother of King David. Think about it. It's an extraordinary understanding of the tradition. This biblical tome radically asserts that the Davidic or Messianic line runs through the womb of a formerly impoverished, self-converted Moabite woman. Isn't that amazing? Whither thou goest, I will go. Thy people will be my people, thy God my God. I think that today we might be guided by the light of Ruth's example and enter the gates of return this year, despite our disappointments, our tragedies, with the courage and hope that you can find in yourself like Ruth found. Hasn't your experience of COVID forced you to think about the deeper meaning of your life in new ways? As you stand at this temporal border, you too must be wondering, what kind of America do I want to live in? What kind of a Jew will I and my family be? How will I choose to be different than before? How do I know myself better? and what's truly important in my life. So in answering some of those questions or trying to, I want to take a moment and unpack Ruth's three essential statements. Whither thou goest, it's her statement affirming that she was choosing to join this Jewish journey, doing so with a poor woman not knowing what the adventure would be, but she joins the journey. Let her action remind all of us that to be a Jew today never has been and should not be defined solely or confined by religious definitions. Because we were never just a religion, but a religious-based civilization Interestingly, in the recent Pew study about religion in America, they asked the question of Jews, are you religious? What do you think people said? No. (laughs) But when asked, do you care about Jewish values, about Jewish culture, about sharing Jewish holidays, and the well-being of the state of Israel, they said the majority did yes. Now, I think if I took that same poll of all of you in this room in this great temple, I might get the same response. Think deeper about what does it mean to be and identify as a Jew. It's not just religious. Pew also proved what we've known for a while, that this Jewish community is growing more beautifully diverse. Among Jews 18 to 29, 15% of us now identify as a race or ethnicity other than white. And as the rate of intermarriages has increased, so has the commitment to raising Jewish children in those families. So let us be like Ruth and celebrate that we're choosing, despite all the challenges, this vibrantly diverse Jewish way of life as a journey of meaning and blessing. Let us be grateful for all those who join us along the way, because together they make our world better. Thy people will be my people. If we learned anything during this past year of COVID, it's that we need community. Doesn't it feel good to be here together, those who are here, even though it's a little edgy? (laughs) As Martin Buber taught that great thinker, all real living is meeting. This new year, I hope you'll take stock of how you're being open when safe to meeting, to engaging with others, to making new friends, to try new experiences, whether virtual or in person, and being truly present bringing down the wall of the self to meet others in your lifetime. Of course, as a rabbi, I'm going to advocate that the synagogue is a great place to do that. It's a third place for meeting in a more stratified America that remains a truly democratic place where people from all income levels make the mignon, make up the community. I know how busy you are, and I'm always selling you to try to come. But once a month or so, put us in your calendar. Take time to come here. Join a Babayat group, a small group, and make a new friend. Be involved with the social justice work we do with the Senate Council. Flex your social justice muscles, as Jews always have. We are trying to make a difference against homelessness, against standing up against racism, fighting global warming together from a spiritual way as well. Take some Hebrew with Cantor Adi, or join a Torah study class, or be involved with our conversations about the state of Israel as we work to help it be in Orla Goyim to fulfill the promise of a place of peace and hope. Make sure that you're talking to people different from yourself, and experience personal renewal and widen your mignon instead of living, as so many of us do, in an echo chamber. Will you get out of that echo chamber? Will you cross over or draw back? And finally, by God, my God, Ruth proves her love of the holy not by professing belief in a faith but by living Jewish values. She casts aside her pride, and she gleans in the fields, bringing food to her elderly mother-in-law, standing with family in their time of need. The ancient rabbis understood that God's presence and wonder was made manifest through her actions. The contemporary rabbi, Arthur Green, reminds us that the mystics of our tradition taught that the indwelling presence of Adonai is to be found everywhere, in each place, moment, and human soul. We need only to open our eyes to it in the time we've been given, and train ourselves to notice, to start paying attention. Maybe COVID will help you, your experience during this time, to start paying attention in new ways. For all life is filled with opportunities to uncover and uplift the sparks of the divine light that are hidden all around us, waiting to be released by your act of kindness, of goodness, of blessing. To me, this is the essence of the Jewish spiritual journey. And all the things that we do from prayer to study to holidays to Shabbat, are meant to help us create a framework of being that encourage us then to bring be those spark-bringer-outers and help the holy be present all the time. It's a living Judaism that Ruth practiced when she gleaned those fields. It's a living Judaism that you can practice outside the doors of this beautiful sanctuary. Perhaps the darkest hour is just before the dawn perhaps we are more aware of who we are and what we can yet be perhaps joy can come in the morning with such awareness we stand at the border of time celebrating this jewish new year and the creation of the world let us renew our world this year let us step forward into life and keep working to push back the nihilism, the racism, the atomization of our society by living a Judaism of hope that sees God's presence in every one of you and every person in the world if we will but take note and bring out the blessing in them and in us. So may it be God's will this year. So may it be your will as we cross over and a newness. Shana Tova Umetsuka. Happy New Year. Shana Tova.